Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. Are you looking for a platform to help you manage your business? HoneyBook helps creative entrepreneurs and freelancers book more clients, manage projects, and get paid all in one place. With this business management software, you can send out contracts, automate emails to clients, stay on top of all of your to-dos, and send out invoices within seconds. HoneyBook helps me make sure that each and every one of my clients are well taken care of while helping me save time and money all at once. If this is something that you're looking for, you can save 50% off your first year with HoneyBook. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes so you can receive 50% off. Your future self and clients will thank you. Today on Inspired by Her Story is Mary Roy. Mary is the CEO and founder of Primal Love Studio. This revolutionary mind-body-soul fitness system provides participants with a personalized roadmap to living an empowered life. She is a breast cancer thriver with a keen sense of what it takes to develop inner and outer strength. As a published author, blogger, and ex-fitness competitor, her mission is to enlighten others to find their sweet spot of strength and vitality. During this episode, Mary talks more about how she started Primal Love Studio to focus on the mind, body, and soul. And that's what motivates women to often to join in, join a fitness program is is how they're going to look. And, you know, I love looking good or taking care of myself to look good, but it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole picture. And I would, I just wanted to uh, reframe fitness. So the, how we look was just like, you know, the 10% or, you know, just one of the, okay, that happened. Okay. My stomach's bad. Right. <laughs> okay, my it's like it's good. added bonus. <laughs> an added bonus. Right. But I wanted, uh, yeah. So I wanted women to really connect to then before my big life transformation, it was just, you know, and it still is like just the energy and the vitality and the self-confidence and the, you know, all those positive things that come from moving your body. How she healed herself naturally from breast cancer. It took about eight months of training my mind to be able to go through a 24-hour period without wavering on the fact that I knew I could heal naturally 110%. And our body does what we tell it to do. And what the dark night of the soul is. So I definitely went through a dark night of the soul, which is just really going inside and seeing all the things that need to come out and being repaired in your life or repaired come out, just be um, some light shine on them. Like when we're talking shadow work, so if anybody's like struggling in their life, even having a hard time manifesting, like my life looked pretty good on the outside before, you know, because I was 
um, successful and you know raising my girls, I have great girls and stuff, but I was pushing. So if you're feeling like you're pushing or you have disease in your body, or you just feel like you have a lot of anxiety or fear, you know, it's shadow work. Let's hear more about her journey. Welcome to the podcast, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited too. I was introduced to you through April, who was also on the podcast, and she had an amazing story to share. So I knew if she was also sending somebody my way, that they would be awesome too. And I'm so happy because when we first met, I feel like we had a great conversation. It was so good. And I was looking forward to recording with you so I could talk more about what we were talking about and dig more into your journey. So I'm really excited for this. And I'd love for you to first share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Mary Roy. I am a mind, body, soul, fitness professional. I work with people um, through health coaching, life coaching, personal training, and I have an online uh, studio called Primal Love Studio. So it's working with the whole individual. So it's fitness, but we also work with the the mind, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Yes. And I love that. I remember talking, you know, a little bit more about it, which we will dig into um, further into the episode, but I just love the whole concept of it. And I find it so amazing. So I'm so excited to talk more about that. But I'd love for you to also share a little bit more about your journey and how it is that you got to where you are today. Okay. How did I get to where I am today? All right. So let's start. So my whole adult life, I've been in the fitness business, right? So I, I got into fitness when um, wearing leg warmers, a headband and a thong bodysuit was, was all the rage. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. I started t- teaching fitness classes before anybody was certified to teach fitness classes. Mm. So been in the business a long time, started in group fitness. Then I moved to LA and saw a booming personal training market. So I got into personal training. So I worked on the East Coast and the, and the West client span. Now they span the nation with the inter- internet. Um, yeah. In the beginning, we didn't have that as much. But. So that's how I started in the business. I moved, then I moved back from LA. And when I had left the East Coast, because I'm in the East Coast now in Connecticut, personal training wasn't really a thing yet but I saw what people were doing in LA and I started a business here and that just grabbed on and, and the whole, the industry was starting to starting to bud here. So I got into that. I really enjoyed it. The whole time I was in that industry, I just had a side that was more holistic and more spiritual that I didn't really share maybe in bits and pizza pieces and clients that I had for a long time. If I trained someone for 10 years, you know, they, they certainly knew it was part of me, but it wasn't really part of the programs that I offered. So I had this yearning, this, this inside that to bring that to, to, to make that part of what I was offering, but I ignored it. It was like someday, someday, someday. So how did I get here? Whoa. So that's like a whole big, <laughs> are we opening the whole can of worms? So then I went, so here we go. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in one little nutshell. So then I went through some major life changes that um, just shook up my whole personal life, my whole world. And then as I started to plant my feet and move forward back into my business after really taking was in a couple of years, a solid year and a half um, off because of what had happened in my life. I, I just knew I couldn't go, f- go forward 
in my fitness business without bringing the mind, body, soul piece into it in a big way. So that's how I got to Primal Love Studio and offering um, those components to fitness, broadening the, the spectrum of fitness. I love that. And it's so cool how I love hearing when people say that they started something towards almost like the breakthrough of it. You know, so it's so awesome to hear that you went over to the West Coast. And then when you came back to the East Coast, you're like, oh, well, I have all this knowledge and I saw what other people were doing in the fitness industry. And now I'm coming to the East Coast. And it's almost like you're able to bring it with you too and start it here as well. So I find that really cool to be able to start something towards the beginning phases and then watch it grow from there. I can only imagine like what you look back on and you're like, wow, remember when I was doing that and like what I'm doing now? (laughs) Right. You know what? I actually don't know that I ever thought of it like that, but that's so funny and so true and so parallel to what I'm doing right now (laughs) because I'm pretty sure what I'm doing right now, though it's not on the West Coast, I'm sure someone's doing it somewhere, but I haven't really heard a lot about mind, body, soul, fitness, but you know, it is, it is like the beginning stages of what I hope to be, you know, something that really explodes. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I left Connecticut to move to LA, there was only muscle heads training <laughs> and all love and respect all the muscle heads. I don't know if that's derogatory, but I <laughs> loved them. I was in that group, but it was only muscle heads training muscle heads like at Gold's gym. And when I moved to LA, there was, you know, regular people like me training regular people like you or whoever, you know, just the average person that just wanted to get fit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And then now with what you're doing too, I'd love for you to actually even share more about Primal Love Studio and how it is that you are redefining fitness. Okay. So this, so this actually started to, to bud, to bud in my imagination before the major life happenings that occurred, um, you know, because, because it is all along, right? I mean, we, we have these things that are in the back of our minds or nudging us to go towards. And I was, I was one of those that wasn't going towards it or wasn't, didn't step, didn't step as fully into it as, as maybe I would if I did it again, if I lived those years again. Mm-hmm. But so I had wanted to redefine um, fitness because I was tired of just, uh, I mean, I think the whole doing body fat and I love hard workouts. I I love pushing people, you know, pushing them to, you know, do jump squats and hit training and, you know, all kinds of uh, great stuff and measuring body fat, you know, the little body fat uh, percentage uh, measuring tool. It's all, you know, all cool. I love the science behind it and it's all great to see what, what can come of that, come of our actions. But I think it's more the ideology behind our fitness here in the States and, you know, most of the world that it's, it's more what, what fuels it is looking good, looking better, tightening your stomach, you know, rounding your butt out or, you know, all that. It's all about body image, especially for women. I mean, I guess men too, but, you know, I'm a woman, so I know this side more. Um, and that's what motivates women to often to 
join in, join a fitness program is, is how they're going to look. And, you know, I love looking good or taking care of myself to look good, but it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole picture. And I would, I just wanted to uh, reframe fitness. So the, how we look was just like, you know, the 10% or, you know, just one of the, okay, that happened. Okay. My stomach's flat. Right. <laughs> okay, my it's like it's good. added bonus. <laughs> an added bonus. Right. But I wanted, uh, yeah. So I wanted women to really connect to then before my big life transformation, it was just, you know, and it still is like just the energy and the vitality and the self-confidence and the, you know, all those positive things that come from moving your body. So it makes it not, I have to, you know, I have to go exercise so I can put in my jeans, but oh, put in my jeans, fit in my jeans. But it's, you know, I want to do that because I just feel so much more amazing when I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. And I feel like especially nowadays, at least maybe it's also through people that I've interviewed through my podcast. Um, but I just feel like now it's becoming more, I almost want to say popular. Like it's, it's out there a lot more for people to start kind of thinking about fitness in a different way, you know, rather than whether it's counting macros or being super strict with yourself or, being on a low calorie diet and just like pushing yourself to the max, people are finally starting to realize that really just like taking care of themselves and even just like the mental side of themselves as well, which I feel like is where the yoga side also kind of helps and comes in. They're realizing that that is so important. And, you know, being in touch with your mind, body, spirit is so important rather than just thinking about your physical being, but then also realizing how your mental wellness is also important too. And that's what I love about how you incorporate it all into one rather than it being solely focused on, you know, work hard, like push yourself, but it's also being able to sit down and maybe even connect with your own thoughts too. Yes. (laughs) It's, it's a merger of yoga philosophies, self-care, which in self-care, I like to say self-love, you know, there's a step, there's a step further on that self-care where it's self-responsibility, self-love, self-acceptance, which leads to self-actualization, but it's the merging of yoga, that, all the self things, self-love with fitness, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like, like you said, go to the gym and, you know, pound out some squats and do some push-ups and some heavy weights and then maybe tomorrow or later in the day or next week, go do some yoga so you can balance out. But even when you're taking on your squats and lunges and, you know, whatever you want to do, have in your mind that it's for the mind, body, soul. It's like the intention behind it. So you have that in mind and then you're more apt to do more of a stretch. That was a big thing. It was, that was a big thing. And when you're, when you're in fitness, so when you're a personal trainer, the whole consciousness behind it is people just want you to show up, pick their butts (laughs) and then leave. Mm -hmm. Like they don't necessarily want you to sit with them and, and have them stretch and meditate or you, or you think that, you know, I got stuck in in my head that that's not what they wanted, but maybe they, (laughs) they is, maybe they did. But when we're, you know, just in fitness, we just leave it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, the fitness is, it's all of it. Cause you can't really, the thing that came to me the other day when I was doing a live on a Facebook page, um, the biggest thing is to get, to get fitness people who are really just fitness into the other side of it. 
is your body doesn't heal when you, your, or your body will heal better from, you know, your efforts in the gym, recover better. So then you can, you know, your body needs to recover so you can move forward. And we always think, you know, take a day off or don't work that same muscle group or blah, blah, blah. Calm yourself, get rid of your anxiety, sleep better, balance, meditate, you know, give yourself a bath and your give yourself a bath, you know, like nurture yourself with some candles and your body is going to heal that much faster. So you're going to be able to get more out of your workout. So that's sort of, that's sort of taking the, you know, the hardcore, that's, that's like bringing the hardcore fitness person in. That's how we can lure them into this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's right? so cool. It's like so true. And you mentioned before how you've always had more of this, you know, holistic, spiritual side of you, but you didn't necessarily maybe feel comfortable showing that to others and whether it was your clients or maybe anybody else as well. Mm -hmm. So did you have a specific like moment in life where all of a sudden you were like, okay, I need to start incorporating this? Like how... How did you start, whether it was sharing it with clients or maybe sharing it with loved ones, family, and friends, like, did you have some sort of steps that made you feel more comfortable to showing that? Um, that's interesting. Okay. So in the 80s, so just a little background on, on all that, like the, the holistic and the spiritual side, my dad died of cancer when I was 10, a ton of other family members, a, a good amount through my upbringing, like um, my uncle, my grandfather died of cancer. And then I had a couple aunts that had cancer. And then in more recent years, 10 years ago now, my, or nine years ago, my sister, nine years ago, my sister, Anne passed away from cancer. But so even before, but so Anne was more recent, but you know, I grew up with some knowing I had cancer in my family. So I started in my twenties reading books about natural medicine just because I was curious. And what I really got to then was the how much the mind affects the body. Just a little bit compared to like what I understand now and um, with epigenetics and Dr. Bruce Lipton's work on epigenetics and Dr. Joe Dispenza's work with meditation. I mean, now I understand it so much bigger, but I was getting little glimpses of, you know, things I would find when I was in my 20s about that. And I really saw my dad as someone who, um, uh, uh, how do I usually phrase that? Was um, troubled. <laughs> That's the word I use. Like he had, a, he had some life circumstances that were, were pretty hard um, that he didn't overcome. So he was a troubled man. So you know, he was 48 when he died of cancer. It was through his body by the time we found out and in my 20s then starting to you know look at what could have caused this I really got to the idea of my own thinking <laughs> I don't know that anyone else agreed I don't know anyone in my family would even agree now that had a lot to do what was with what was going on you know emotionally mentally and spiritually mm -hmm. so I got to that in my 20s I was definitely part of that it was the whole PMA positive mental attitude um, sort of error <laughs> I read every book on that and I had the combination of the cancer thing. So then I was reading like Love, Medicine, and Miracles was Dr. Bernie Siegel. And I don't know if that was, I can't tell you now because I read it way back then. So I don't know if it's like it, definitely mind over body, but it was definitely about loving yourself more to cure yourself. Mm -hmm. So I got into those books. <laughs> I'm totally forgetting the exact part of, oh, so how did I get here? So I had all that behind me. And then I always felt like I was so different because of the way I grew up because we definitely had turmoil in, in our house because I had the troubled dad sort of brought those in too. So, 
and my dad died. So I always felt different, you know, like we all have had different lives, but I just felt like mine was so different from everybody, you know, now again, realizing that's not necessarily the case because so many people have it, but so I felt so different. So then I felt my views were so different. I didn't have the confidence to bring forth what I was studying, what I was learning. So it didn't come through. I was just ready to, um, begin bringing it. Like I came up with the name Primal Love Studio and knew I wanted to change the focus of what fitness meant, but I didn't know how much of it I'd actually bring in. But I knew I wasn't going to weigh and measure and talk about like butts and thighs being flat, you know, or maybe 10% of the time, but it wasn't going to be the main um, talk. And then I came into my, my life challenges and that, and it, it wasn't until like that big my big, you know, awakening and change that I was then more comfortable to bring it out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And now I understand as well, and thank you for sharing all of that too. I understand that you also did heal yourself naturally from be- breast cancer too. And so now, now I have a better understanding of why it is that you decided to take more of the natural approach. And so I'd love to hear maybe a little bit more about your experience with that? Because it sounds like that is kind of what helped lead you to Primal Love Studio as well. Right, for sure. Okay. So because of my interest in that, so yeah, so healing, you know, interesting that I ended up with cancer and stage three and HER2, which is a little bit scarier, um, breast cancer. So interesting that I got there to you know, wake me up and <laughs> to wake me up and have me share all that I learned. But so even before that, again, because of my dad, I was, I was interested in these things. And then I started, I got more into the natural health space selling essential oils. So now I'm forgetting how much that like started to open me up just a bit. So it was all about natural solutions. And I was like, oh, and one of the things we always said teaching our classes was the body's designed to heal. You just need to give it what it needs. And for that, it meant like the natural, like oils and whatever things those were. I've come to learn that it's got more to do, give it what it needs, has more to do with the spiritual, emotional, and mental than the other things, that, than the outside healing agents. Mm. But give the body what it needs. So that's what we've said. I was like, that just made so much sense to me. And even during that time, I started connect, because we had a, uh, I was selling doTERRA oils and there's an oil called breathe and it allows you to breathe better. And it just hit me. I was like, oh my God, when we breathe better, we're healthier because really what fuels the body is not the foods we eat. It's oxygen. Oxygen is the source of what fuels our body. Mm-hmm. Oxygen. And that breathe led me to that. So selling oils definitely opened me up to it. And Cause then people were coming to me that had cancer then some, not a lot, but I was, you know, just helping them find some solutions. And I watched this docu-series called the truth about cancer, which is just amazing for anyone. Even, even if you don't have cancer, just to see the different ways that you can heal. It's 10 different, uh, hour, some of them are an hour and a half, um, mm. videos. And I watched it I watched, yeah, I watched all of them. <laughs> they were releasing them like one a night for 10 days and I watched it and I was just fascinated with all the ways that you could heal. So, so I had that and, you know, I had that inside me, thought it was interesting. Okay. Then I get diagnosed Then I get diagnosed and I don't go, you would think I would go immediately to, I'm going to heal naturally, but I didn't. 
<laughs> or I did maybe not right from the beginning. And then maybe a month later, which was still pretty much in the beginning, I was like, Oh, light bulb moment. I had this experience that, that, that I was like, okay, I'm healing naturally. But then even after that, again, it wasn't smooth sailing because smooth, like smoothly just on the path of natural, because there is a huge, 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 huge dark cloud cover of fear upon a cancer diagnosis, upon the word cancer, that is perpetuated by, with all due respect and love, just our doc, our medical system, because it's what they learn, and I guess they've seen it, but there's always perspective, you know, there's always a optimistic bright side. They're not, they're not looking at the healing and the, you know, the people that are um, healing naturally, because it's just not even in their scope. I don't know if they're trained this way. I don't have any idea why it is so scary. It's like scary and dark. And I went in it. Like you would, you would think, I didn't have a lot of people around me. Now when I look, now that I'm through it, my feet are starting kind of getting on the ground. I do know people that are, <laughs> that are, that know people that have healed naturally. But for some reason, when I was going through it, those people weren't coming to me. I think my life just needed to go really dark and I needed <laughs> really dark and I needed to be scared and then find my own power, you know, make my decisions myself, decide it on my own for myself rather than like people outside telling me. I just think that that was my journey. Mm -hmm. Um, so, cause I do know people, but they didn't come forth. So I went a little bit, I mean, I put a port in, I thought I was going to do chemo. So I had stage three cancer and, um, it was a sizable tumor. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did have a mastectomy, so I had surgery and then they recommended chemo radiation or two drug for 10 months that they put into the port. Um, and then 10 years of an aromatase inhibitor. So I didn't do any of that, mm -hmm. but, or I didn't know my cancer was HER2 until surgery when they took it out and then they took it out and they're like, it's HER2. You definitely have to do chemo and radiation where they were kind of okay without chemo. I kind of talked them into it. They weren't, and, but they really wanted me to do radiation and the HER2 drug and everything else. But then when they mm -hmm. saw it was HER2, they're like, you got to do chemo. So that's when I got scared. So again, you know, it's, it's like this till you get to that place. It's like, you got to earn it. Strength mm -hmm. and courage, like doesn't come easy. It's definitely something that, um, you know, I think is earned with, you know, blood, sweat and tears kind of mm -hmm. thing. So yeah, I put this in and I thought I was going to go do chemo. I thought I was going to start chemo in January of 20 of this year, uh, of 2020. And then something just came to me. I actually went to sleep one night after I was doing a yoga certification through all this, like an intensive yoga certification. We had a meeting during the day on Sunday and I was like, well, I just, now that I'm going to do chemo, I cut my hair short. So if I lost it, it wouldn't look so bad. I was going to try to save it. And I went to bed praying for just something good this year. Cause I, I hadn't even worked since I got diagnosed cause well, that's a long story, but I wasn't working. So I was just praying for a part-time job, a uh, volunteer job, like something to make my life feel fulfilled as I went through um, chemo that year, mm -hmm. you know, this year, like starting, I was starting in like a week and I went to sleep thinking that asking my ceiling for like something to come. And I woke up the next morning and it was like hope for cancer, which I had learned about in the truth about cancer. And I called hope for cancer when I was first diagnosed, but it's a chunk of money. And I didn't know that I wanted to spend the money on that. But that morning I woke up and it was like, hope for cancer. 
And then I picked up my cell phone. I hadn't said it out loud. And then Hope for Cancer was on my cell phone. So wow. that Surrey can read your mind too, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no idea, but literally there was an ad for, and I was like, okay. And I, I flew to Hope for Cancers in Mexico, a natural healing um, center. I flew there the next Monday. Wow. That is so So, awesome. yeah. Ooh, so I'm thinking, what was that question? It's like, how did I get to that? Is that what you asked me? It's such a long story. Yeah. And so how long were <laughs> you? I haven't in... really gotten to it. <laughs> <laughs> how long were you in Mexico for? I was in Mexico for three weeks. Okay. Gotcha. And that was the time. So the whole time I was healing, the whole time. So I got, I got diagnosed on Valentine's Day of 2019. Mm-hmm. and I was working with a life coach. I was working with a, like a shaman-like transformational life coach and doing a yoga teacher training through that year. And my coach, so in the times when I was like, I'm healing naturally, even though I was like this and like this, um, she was like, if you're going to heal naturally, you have to believe it 110%. Mm-hmm. This was pivotal for me. And I was like, ooh, as she said it, sitting, sitting at Panera where we used to meet. I was like, Ooh, 110%. And intellectually from all the research I had done, I knew it. I, I knew it that it could be done, but I didn't believe it in every cell of my body. Like she was challenging me to, or said that I needed to. And I realized with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. So he's all about meditation and what your mind is your body. Um, I realized I needed to get to that point or I wanted to or needed to. And it was a training of my mind that took, I still haven't looked at this, but every time I tell this story as I'm I'm working on writing my memoir, so it'll come out, but I think it was about eight months. It took about eight months of training my mind to be able to go through a 24 hour period without wavering on the fact that I knew I could heal naturally 110%. And I, our body does what we tell it to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're not there, if you're, if you're doing the, um, like in Mexico, the, you know, the heat and the light and the, you know, all the treatments that you're doing, but your mind's not there, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the biology of belief. Bruce Lipton. I mean, that to me is what truly changes lives, changes your body to heal. That's where growth and manifestation and everything comes from. (laughs) It's how we think. So it literally took me eight months of trying, like, so the thought would come in, oh no, can you really do it? Cancer's kind of scary. And I'd go, I just had this practice of just like pushing it out and going here. I cut off most things. I cut off like a lot of any friend that wasn't, because um, there's a lot of people out there that um, don't think healing naturally is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Family, friend, I had to cut them out, put blinders on and just go like this. Because I had to, I believe anyone who's dealing with anything like this, you need to make the d- decisions for yourself. You need to believe them and you need to step in courage and truth and empowerment, you know, f- from yourself, not from what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. So I was just like this, the thought would come in and I would go and try to bring it back. I'm just mm-hmm. healing naturally. This is what I'm doing because it's who I am. Is it? But yeah, was it, that was an eight month process. Yeah. Um, I can only it has imagine made all the difference mm-hmm. that still is today. So it's awesome. like, you can still go through the steps like even at Hope for Cancer, they had, they had some, like you, you met with a, um, 
a therapist. She was a really cool, like more like transformational life sort of uh, therapist. I wish I had her name right here. Love to give her a plug. I love her. But um, so she was, you know, we talked about the mind and it, we did a prayer before we started our healing in the morning, everybody who was at the center. And we would say in Spanish, I forgot how to say it. I will learn that we are healed. Like we're already healed. Mm-hmm. So I'm already healed. Just like, right. When you have a goal, you'll hear people, you know, talk about manifestation. You're already there. I'm mm-hmm. already a New York times selling author. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just need to do the steps to get there. I'm already healed me here. You know, I'm still doing some things, um, you know, like eating good and living well and keeping my meditation. So you're doing the steps, but I'm already healed. Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah. it's so like in for, so as you were saying, like, you know, being New York Times bestselling author, you know, things yes. like that. Like I've always heard of so many people, you know, manifesting things like that, or, you know, how much money that your business makes or this and that. But to also hear of pretty much like manifesting your health and healing, I find even more amazing. And I think it's because it's a little different. It's like the physical body, you know, rather than maybe just like money coming to you, you know, that's more, it's not physical necessarily. So I find it so interesting thinking of that same idea for really anything, anything that you want. And as you were talking about it too, it reminded me of a previous episode that I recorded, I think I might've mentioned this to you when I first uh, talked to you. And she's actually one of my clients as well. Her name is Alexis. And she also, she healed herself naturally from ovarian cancer. And as you were saying that, like, and you were talking about believing, that was literally what we like, I remember her specifically talking about that. And I, I think the episode title is like believing that you can heal naturally because that was so important to her. Like she made it known that, you know, in the episode that believing that you can is the most important part. And so as you were talking about that, I was just like, Oh my God, you know, it, it just like, it really is. And I love hearing that from people. Cause I find that so inspiring in so many different ways. And especially when it comes to your physical body and, you know, growing up and just hearing, as soon as people hear cancer, you know, you instantly are like, like your body just gets tight and you're like, Oh, like you kind of get nervous. And for you to take the steps to learn more about it and make the decision to heal naturally and believe that you can, I think is so powerful. Right. That reminds me, you know, when I, when I realized, because if you ever look at, do you know, um, David, uh, Hawkins, not Stephen Hawkins, David Hawkins has done work on frequency. Okay. Right. Let me just write this note. So I keep my train of thought and get through this. So free. (laughs) So he has work on frequencies, like raising your, your, uh, vibrational frequency or that your body's made up of frequencies and you can measure this is good. It's great stuff. If you look at his, he has a, I think it's called the chart of consciousness. And on the bottom there's shame, fear, no, fear is a little bit higher, but shame, guilt, and then maybe fear. And then there's pride and then courage. And these all have numbers. These are like 20, 30, 40 courage gets 200. And then it goes up to like, um, 
I don't know what that love or self-actualization or something, something like definitely love, you know, empowerment. Then they, and it goes up to a thousand, mm. but courage is just 200, just 200. Mm. And a lot of people live below the 200 line. Like it's mm-hmm. interesting to look at as I was going through my healing journey and trying to keep my, I didn't realize I was trying to keep my vibration. Now I know, now I get it all. It all went hope with Dr. Joe's work, biology of belief, my life coach, this chart. I was like, Oh, I'm raising my vibrational frequency. I didn't necessarily understand it. Like I would just look at that chart and I was like, okay, well, I know, you know, whatever the frequency is, I know I don't want to be in shame and guilt and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, Oh, where am I? And then I tried to be, so in some parts of your life, you can be in love you know, maybe with your family and then, but maybe not with your job or maybe not with your health or your, so the idea is to raise it with all of it mm. and all the different areas of your life. So I can remember when I was first starting to get to courage and courage. So the first, so let me say when it was, so I decided to go to hope for cancer after being, I was a mess putting this in and thinking I was going to go through chemo. I was a mess. I was just so nervous. I never wanted to do chemo, but after the HER2, they just scared me. Again, that cloud cover went whoop. And um, so I got scared. I acted out of fear. It's like, if you can live your life not acting out of fear, like think of it in small ways, big ways, anyways, that's when the empowerment starts because it's fear. And then I think courage comes. No, I think pride is above that because pride's not even that great. It's still like, I'm trying to be great compared to you kind of thing, but it's mm-hmm. better than fear and guilt or, whatever, or shame and guilt, whatever. So then courage. So I'm trying to get to courage. I was not encouraged, but then I woke up that morning, thought hope for cancer, made the plans. It might've taken 10 days for me to get there. I stepped off the plane. It was warm. The sun was shining. It hit my body. And I was like, I get tears right now. It just went 110%. You got it. It just, it, after trying, you know, the practice and the whatever, because I was stepping into my courage. Like I flew down there by myself. I stayed there through a lot of people brought people. I had just gone through a divorce. You know, I was going through a divorce. I have three beautiful daughters, but they were just going through the divorce too, which I haven't even mentioned, but that happened three weeks before I got diagnosed um, in January of 2019. And then I got diagnosed in February. So um, my life was just, you know, I didn't even know who my friends were at that point. Everything was changing. Mm-hmm. So I went down there by myself, which was brave. And then I stepped in the warmth and it was just like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like I was born to do this. Like now I know this was my journey that I was born into, that I was, you know, supposed to learn this, get cancer um, or somehow bring it. Maybe if I brought these lessons forth sooner, maybe I didn't have to get cancer, but I wasn't. So life was like, boom, here you go. Here you go, wake up. So as soon as I stepped off the plane down there, yeah, that was it. I was like, I'm here. And the whole time I was at Hope for Cancer, there were people talking about, um, again, God bless everybody's souls, but the people that were there were looking for maybe other treatments that they might do too when they get home. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, no belief. I'm just going to, I am going to, because Hope for Cancer is um, highly recommended. Blah, 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 and I am just going to do exactly what they say you know, until maybe I didn't believe it anymore, but that hasn't happened. But, you know, I was determined to just do what they said, believe it a hundred percent, go like this and heal. Mm. Like they were all on it. When they left there, they started a WhatsApp um, message chain because there are people are there from all over the world. And, and, and in that, I didn't even know if I wanted to become part of it, but then I did and love them again. I wanted to be in touch with these people because the people were beautiful and love them, but they were mentioning all these um, 
different, uh, sorry, did I just block the camera there? Um, cause a message came in, um, you know, different, you know, different things you could do to heal. And I just, I couldn't even go on there cause it, it was the blinders. So it's the courage comes from stepping into your own power. And maybe that was their power. So maybe that was their power and how they were doing it. So not saying it was wrong, but for me, it, my power came from just choosing, deciding to do it, going down there, being brave and going forth with mm -hmm. it. So once I stepped into that belief, I stepped into my courage and I that was a huge, 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 huge turning point for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. That's awesome. Moving forth with courage. Yeah. And now even speaking to, cause you mentioned about the frequencies and I remember when we first talked, right. you mentioned how you said when you're living your passion, you are raising your frequencies, which then heals your body and life. Yes. And so I remember like, I love these conversations that I have before recording the podcast because I'm constantly, I'm like taking notes. I'm like, Ooh, this is Yeah. Good you're stuff. so good. Cause that's a really good line too. Right. Or it's a truth. I'm just coming into stepping into these and remembering them or being able to share them. So I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Because it yeah. all just go, it kind of like, you know, brings it full circle with everything that you're talking about. Because as you mentioned, you know, now that you went through that journey, you're able to take that experience and take everything that you've learned and also, you know, turn it into your passion and what you're doing with Primal Love Studio as well. And I'm sure even just in other ways, you know, like this podcast and I'm sure other things that you're going to be doing too. So it's so interesting to hear and also see how when you you know, whether you are an entrepreneur or even just doing something as a hobby for fun or something, and you're really doing something that you love and enjoy, how much that also like raises your frequencies too and affects the rest of your life. Right. Right. It's like, that is it. So as I was going through it, I was looking at, and I did read that David Hawkins book, which is rather thick power versus force. Um, you know, not even getting it to the, to how much I get it now. I had his little chart and I just knew, I just knew I didn't want to live here and I wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. And I started to learn about victim, the victim consciousness, mm -hmm. the whole victimhood mentality, huge on our planet, just like fear. I mean, they're sort of like the same thing. Um, so raise, so I just wanted to raise above that because I just wanted to live better. And I was hearing about frequencies and I knew Dr. Joe Dispenza, even he's, you know, right. So, so then it all came together. And, and in the beginning, when I was first putting it together and saying what you were saying, like living your passion, um, raises your frequency to the, to the highest level. And then I would say, well, at least it did for me. Not sure if it was the same for everyone, but now I'm getting, it's the same for everyone. Cause that is, I have to look back at that chart. Um, but I was, so but that is love. I mean, we come here to this planet for a reason, you know, with an agenda or with something to do. And if we're not, we can feel it. Like if we're not living it or doing it, like we feel it in mm -hmm. unhappiness, we feel it in uh, depression and anxiety and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I was putting the pieces together and I got, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm the most lit up when I'm doing what I love and being creative. Like, you know, duh, we're not, we're not taught that in our society. It's more like, you know, I'm the most lit up when I make money, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the most lit up when I, you know, get a degree from Yale so I can do, you know, be a lawyer, even though I don't like it. No, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the things that, the things that we're 
crazy, the things that we think are good in our world, when really it's when we're most lit up. So that's what I discovered for me and then realized it was the same for everyone. And I realized how much that was raising my frequency. And yeah, that raised frequency allows you to heal your body, to manifest. I love the connection right now that's coming even stronger in my knowing, speaking with you and from words you've said that... Um, that's what manifest. That's what manifestation is all about. That is how we manifest without pushing. So that's what I was getting to. I realized I had been successful in my life, and you know, I lived with many, you know, wonderful things. I raised three great daughters. You know, I had a fitness business that was, you know, thriving. But I was pushing. Like underneath, it wasn't coming from a place of surrender and flow and ease. Like I didn't even know what those words meant, mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone self love. I had to really get through self-love, so lots of shadow work. But when we can get to that point, it's surrender, ease, and flow. Like life, I'm just really getting it like so much more even now, like in the last few days even. Um, When we can get to that point and not think we have to fit into a certain box and do it a certain way, oh my God, life is so um, creative and light and free and flowing. Mm -hmm. And you have to release. You have to go... Okay, I don't mind. My thing was like a money thing. So like, hmm, I don't have enough money, so I shouldn't buy that. So I was getting the messages from wherever, like things I was reading or from, you know, anybody who's bestowing any knowledge on me, I'll take it. Um, But that just be comfortable spending money. Because so far in my business, like I'm stepping back into my business, but through most of this, I didn't work because I've been going through it. And I just opened Prima Love Studio three months ago, but I still wasn't exactly in line with the specific message. Like these podcasts and things that I'm doing are getting my, are allowing me to align with my message more. And as soon as I'm completely stepped fully into it, I know it's just going to go, which I think might have happened in the last couple of days. But, um, but so the money thing. So life was challenging me to go to not feel like I shouldn't spend that and just go, Oh no, life's always going to take care of me. Life, mm-hmm. if you are walking on your path, life is always going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to leave you in some ditch unless you need to be left in some ditch. And it's because you need that, you need that lesson from that because you're not getting it from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But, so even with the hard stuff like stage three cancer after divorce, being an empty nester, just you know, changing my career, changing my home, all of it, like, I kind of needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that to wake up because I wasn't. So... Yeah. So life will always take care of you. So let it flow like your money, your time, your caring, as long as you're taking care of yourself, like that's big to love ourselves and come inside. So as long as it's coming from that, abundance just grows and health and whatever you want to manifest. Definitely. Much easier from that space. Mm -hmm. We don't get it. Yeah. And that was something that I learned a lot this year, especially was how you need to put yourself first and love yourself first before you can do anything else. You know, whether that's trying to take care of somebody else or running a business or really doing anything else in life, it's like you need to have to, you need to put yourself first and take care of yourself before you can take care of anything else. And then the rest will just start to flow to you. Right. Cause it just doesn't happen. I was in the mall the other day trying to finish up some, some gifts for my daughters. Cause I had to get them each another gift had to. Right. <laughs> so I'm there and I'm slightly cranky. It was just like two days ago. What did I do that day? I forget, but I just wasn't feeling great. 
and I'm at the mall and I'm like, uh, and it just wasn't flowing. Like what I wanted to get, like I, I wasn't coming up with it. And I was like, okay, my coach used to say, she used to tell me when you go into the grocery store, if you don't know what vegetables, like, cause it's all our choice. Like, obviously we need to be eating more vegetables. Anyone, whoever you are, you probably need to eat more or you need to at least eat some. And then when you're healing cancer, you get, you get this train of thought and this train of thought and this train of thought. So it's like, who do you believe? You know? And so she was like, I, you know, I challenge you just go into a grocery store, try to get into that surrender flow. And just what vegetables are you led to? Like, what is your, what, what is your life telling you to do even with buying vegetables? So I thought I would do it with Christmas presents the other day at the mall. I mean, I do this so much. I do this so much more like all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But this was like, because then it just becomes second nature. But this was like, because I was grumpy, it wasn't going second nature. So I was, I was making myself do it. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm talking to the universe or my higher self. I'm like, that wasn't the store. What am I doing wrong here? You know, I'm like, I was getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I seem to be going to anthropology. <laughs> that is definitely a store that's more me. My girls are more urban and maybe uh, the other one, free people. <laughs> so I was in anthro and I bought myself some things mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I needed to get out of the struggle of having to get them each one more gift. And I needed to just take care of me. Like I spent more, I don't typically, usually only when I'm on vacation, do I spend like a good amount of money at anthropology on myself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hardly ever here, but I spent <laughs> a good amount of money on myself. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like life's wa wanting to teach me that, that, that flow, that take care of you. You don't have to buy those presents, but if you want to, I can't remember, did I end up? No, I went out the next day. Um, so it must have been like Monday, Tuesday. So then I went out Tuesday and, and I got them some gifts that flowed and seemed to come from like a good space. But in that day, I just needed to love myself a little with some <laughs> anthropology purchases. I mean, that's not always it, but for me, it is to spend the money on myself. So this Christmas, I've really learned to, as I'm buying my gifts, I never talk about money. So obviously I had some money issues. So as I'm buying their gifts, usually I'm like, oh, I to don't totally want to do this, but oh, I shouldn't be spending this much money. This time I was just spending it like on them. Mm -hmm. So then that was my final lesson of just spend it on you or be okay. You know, it's, and then the next day when I got them presents, then somebody reached out to me about a business idea that's mm -hmm. like with primal love that I can do a retreat. Like, a, so, so a place where I could go do a retreat, like yeah. use her house. That's in a gorgeous. Okay. And I was like, okay, now th it's like the synchronicities start to come mm -hmm. when you live in that space and exactly. I could already see it. Mm -hmm. So oh, cool I stuff. love that. Yeah. Isn't it funny yeah. how things that you think are just like, oh, normal everyday life problems, you know, and you just think like, let me overlook this, but really it's all so related, you know, Christmas shopping and how you actually realizing that you needed to treat yourself in that moment then started leading to more flow in your life. I find that yes. so amazing. I love it. And I'm excited so cool. to hear more about this retreat idea because I love retreats. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am too. I am too. <laughs> so I'm cool. excited to see how it manifests. I was like, oh, am I ready to do it? See, then there's that, that negative programming that, you know, am mm -hmm. I good enough? Can I do it? Do you, you know, will enough people come, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then this morning, so I was so thrilled when she reached out to me and I was like, oh, can I? So then all this came in and then this morning, just sitting here, whatever, I was like, just let it flow, Mare. Mm -hmm. Just see, do it with this and just see what it grows into. Yeah, exactly. So, I've had this on its like, way. same thing happening with me and my business for certain things. Whenever 
certain ideas came to me and they just flowed and it just felt like it kept coming. Those were always like the most successful. And then the ones that I was forcing to do because I saw, oh, other people are doing this, so I should do that. Or this person told me I should do it, so let me go ahead. Then those did not work out because I was forcing something that was not supposed to happen. You know, I am different. I am a different business. I'm a different person. I don't need to be like everybody else. (laughs) Right. Right. It's so true. It's the pushing. That's the power versus force that the David Hawkins book, that's what he's really talking about. Mm -hmm. And so raising those frequencies, if you look at those emotions and what the, the emotions are that lift you up and then, oh, and then, you know, when you're up here, when you're in shame and guilt, nothing, nothing can come in because the air is so dense. You're dense. Mm -hmm. It's dense. So you get up to here and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Exactly. You know what? There's one thing that we might not get back to that I totally want to say if someone's listening that is in a, going through a cancer journey, um, just, just, I think that just breaking through, I know I mentioned the cloud cover of fear so many times, but whether you're healing naturally or not, if you can break through just to, just to know that there's, there's, um, oh, there's a different way than that cloud cover of fear and different things to think about and focus on, like what the cancer is teaching you, why it showed in, up in your life, what it's here for. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Just listen to your heart, lighten up, realize it's there for a reason. It is part of your body. So there's some, you know, to me, you know, we created it for some reason. I know the turmoil I was in in my life. That's why I ended up getting a divorce that, you know, was tension that I needed to release, you know, and it was just forming in my body. So, but, you know, seek other ways. Don't feel so uh, scared or nervous that you have to jump into something right away. I mean, don't wait too long or whatever, you know, just, but just (laughs) find something that, that you're good with and you know is going to work and just release into the peace of everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. Like one of my biggest goals is to break through that cloud cover of fear that is shadows, uh, overshadows, uh, I think life, but definitely a cancer diagnosis, but Mm -hmm. all of life. I'd love to bring people out of fear. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so awesome. And I'm sure a lot of people can use that help too. So thank you for sharing that. We'll be back with our guest in just a minute, but first, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast but don't know where to begin? Do you feel like you have a message you want to share with the world and want to show up professionally? Well, I have just the thing for you. I recently launched my How to Create a Podcast course, where you can learn everything from creating podcasts and episode topics, naming a podcast and its episodes, recording, editing, and uploading and distributing, as well as two bonus topics of marketing a podcast and finding guests. Whoa, literally, this is everything I wish I had before I started a podcast. That's why I decided to create this course so I could give others, like yourself, the opportunity to learn everything you need to know about starting a podcast all in one place. Long gone are the days of searching through a million articles in order to launch your podcast. I'll take you behind the scenes so you can see everything I do each week while putting my Inspired by Her Story podcast together. So click the link in the show notes or go to CaitlinCasso.com and click on Courses to find out more. 
Are you a business owner who's having a hard time attracting your ideal clients? Are you feeling overwhelmed and have no idea where to start when it comes to marketing? Are you tired of taking photos for your business with your cell phone? That's why I put together my brand strategy and photography program. This is for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their brands to the next level while attracting their soul clients. That's right, your soul clients. As a marketer and photographer, I help my clients find clarity within their brand, create strategic messaging, and help them represent their brands in the best light possible. This 12-week program does not just help you build your dream brand, but it also provides you with a whole collection of photos to support your marketing. So what are you waiting for? Let me help you feel confident in yourself and your brand. Head over to CaitlinCasso.com or send me an email at hello at CaitlinCasso.com and we'll get you started. And now back to the episode. And now, so I'd love to hear, what else do you feel like, I mean, you already mentioned maybe an idea for a retreat, like what other future plans do you have from here? Well, one of my biggest goals is to get this in a memoir, Mm. to really, to get it in a memoir, in a memoir that, um, that is interesting, you know, like colorful. It's definitely been a a pretty colorful story that I've been through. So, but to get it on paper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's an interesting, fun read and people, and and it brings people out of that fear or so people can see a different way to approach their life. Yeah. I love that. So that's my biggest thing. I just finished my, I left, worked on a first chapter forever. It's 6,000 words, which is a lot of work, which is a long first chapter. Um, Mm -hmm. But it literally took me months, but it was really setting the tone. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next chapter I already started, actually I had some pieces done, whatever. That one took me forever. I'm not going to let it take me that long. I'd like to finish it in the next four months. And I'd really like that to set the tone for, you know, everything I do going forward. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's that's a a big goal of mine. That is so cool. I'm excited to read it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And so now I'd love to ask too, so even since you started your fitness journey um, a while ago too, and like starting your own business journey as well, if you were to look back on when you first started your own business, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Funny. So when, so uh, just definitely, you know, to follow your heart, <laughs> to listen to yourself and follow your heart and live by those cues. And I knew that in my twenties, cause again, I read all those books. Mm-hmm. I read every book on that, but, um, I really started that way. Cause when I first started in fitness and, you know, was doing jump squats about personal training here and the whole thing, um, it was my passion. I was always into working your path, you know, like do, doing in life what, and I thought, I really thought until even till the end when I realized I hadn't been for like 10 years, but I think I thought all along that I was maintaining that, that I was living my passion because I was in fitness rather than, you know, I don't know, sitting at an office. Mm-hmm. So, and for the first say 10 years of my life doing my business, it was certainly aligned um, with following my passion. But then I don't know, fear, kids. It was a scheduling thing, like personal training, just like flat out personal training got easy to, easier to fit into my schedule um, rather than, or just, it, it's actually scared. Like, don't be scared to let yourself shine is the biggest thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 
and probably even just the fact of, you know, not having this fear behind you of maybe making changes. You know, once you're in something and you feel like, oh, well, this feels, this felt aligned for so long, but now all of a sudden something doesn't feel aligned. You're like, no, 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 because this, this has to work out. You know, I felt really good doing this before, but it's like accepting the fact that you can also change too. You know, you yourself right. are constantly changing. So that means like, even especially as a business owner, it's okay to like really expand your business or change your business. However it is whatever's going on in your life and whatever makes sense to you. And it's like having that acceptance towards it too. Yes. I think what I always thought about most is what would people think if I did that? Mm. Like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> or the people that, cause there's always someone, no matter, no matter what you have to offer or want to offer, there are definitely people that want what you have. And the more you're doing it from that space of here, your heart, as we're talking, the frequencies, that chart, that, you know, as you're creating from there, people just come to you. You actually have mm-hmm. to try harder, which I guess we've mentioned, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, as you know, the main theme of this podcast is all about getting out of your comfort zone too. So I'd love to hear, you know, no matter what is going on in life, no matter how small or large a situation might be, how do you usually push yourself to get out of your comfort zone? How do I push myself? Well, I think it's just like committing to that and knowing that that is where, um, growth comes from. I always thought about that, like do something. I have this book sitting right on my desk that my, my kids bought me one. Is that, it is backwards, right? It says, um, do one thing every day that scares you Mm -hmm. because I was always so into that, like wanting that, but literally back then when I was, so these are the years that I wasn't living my authentic self. I could not come up with the things that scared me on a daily basis. Mm. I couldn't even, and I meet a lot of people. So even train, so even when I was doing personal training and working with people one-on-one, I certainly got to know people. So, and I always like love getting to know them and what's going on in their head. That's why I'm where I am now, I guess. But, but I, I learned that people, um, don't, so I couldn't come up with it. it scares me. A lot of people can't come up with what excites them. You know, like we we're so disconnected from ourselves and who we truly are that we can't even get to those things. So like I jumped out of a plane a few years ago because that scared me. Mm. Like I, so I could come up with that and that's cool. And it, and it has a whole other thing, but to come up with doing one thing every, every day that scares you, um, I come, I can come up with that now. <laughs> <laughs> I can come up with it now. And so it makes it, um, I can come up with it because there's more things happening. Like that, that woman um, emailed me and said, or sent me a Facebook message, whatever, and said, if you want to do a Primal Love Studio retreat, she's a member in the studio, you know, you can use my house. I've been to her house. She's a friend of a friend who's now a member. When I was healing, they live in uh, Boise, Idaho. Oh, cool. She has this, she calls it a cabin. It's a mansion cabin. She goes, you can use my cabin. I go, is your cabin the big old house that I stayed in when, when I was there? She goes, yeah. So I go, okay, that's a mansion cabin. So she has enough rooms and it's near it. We went uh, uh, tubing. I was on a kayak. I think they were on tubes. Um, so there's things like that. So we can do it right in the middle of nature. It's got a gorgeous view. It's got a hot tub, whatever. It's gorgeous. So that's not the point, but it was really nice. But the point is, she sent that message yesterday. I said, okay, thanks. I realized at the end of the day, okay, thanks. 
but that's scary. No, no, I didn't say no. I said, thank you. I'll think about that or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I realized my inner self was like, Oh, I don't know, maybe in two years, you know, Mm -hmm. but then this morning sitting, I was like, get that rolling. Like just see how the universe makes that happen. So the thing that would scare me is to put that in motion by sending her, you know, a message back today that says something a little more welcoming or makes it, makes it happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So now when you're living here in your passion, so that's like scary. It's not jumping out of a plane, which Mm -hmm. is the way I used to think of it. Um, But it's kind of scary. So those things come on a, on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. you know, like these podcasts, because I just started doing podcasts I never did before. So I don't know if I was necessarily scared, but certainly um, something, certainly alive, you know, mm-hmm. certainly like, cool, you know, so cool's, cool's close to scared. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's, you know, your cells are jumping, you know, you're, you're happy in what you're doing, your cells are jumping. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so how do you do it? So that was, you kind of asked like a strategy to it. And I was just, just know that you need to know mm-hmm. that you need to. That's good. And so I think what I just said, and if you're not finding the things, the thing that is probably scary that would help you open to be able to find them is open up your heart power and your authenticity because that's scary to love yourself and acknowledge yourself and let you, yourself come forth and come out. That's, that's the scary work that needs, needs to, would, would, you would probably benefit from doing first. And then these other things like calling Marcy back or texting Marcy back about the retreat will, will just show up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You'll have no problem with the scary stuff coming in. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then just know you're not growing if you don't do it. So I'm not, I'm not going back there anymore. I was like, after uh, I got divorced, I got divorced. So that was really hard on my kids, right? They were caught two work in college. One had just graduated from college. So, and then I got divorced with, I have divorced and then I got diagnosed with cancer. So I was like, okay. Um, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to do that to my girls. We need to do it for ourselves. All of our decisions and all the things we do in life, like it's most important to do it for ourselves. But the, the most that I could think at that point was like, I just like rocked my daughter's world. I'm not going to check out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to do all that I can mm-hmm. to live, or at least take this on in the most beautiful, you know, straight on, empowered, authentic, like everything I would want them to be. Like there's no turning back. One, because, well, so first it was because I wanted to show them. And then two, I realized, yeah, like why have I not ever done this for myself? Like you need to do it for myself, yourself. And then three, I realized that's my healing. Mm. So that, so I get, I get the, um, the, the scared uh, motivation. I'm not scared, but I get that, that looming motivation of, you better do it or, you know, not you better. It's best if you do, because then disease won't have the chance to set back into your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a good motivator. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that too. I feel like that question ended up being like a great, um, like recap of everything that you talked about and kind of bringing it all full circle in the end. So I love how that ended up working out. <laughs> oh, good. And so now, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't get to today? Gosh, you know, it's so funny. Once I open this can of worms, worms, I feel like I could talk um, (laughs) forever. I think, and uh, one thing, because we mentioned, we talked about dark night of the soul a little Mm. bit at the end of our conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm wondering if I could do this briefly. So 
So I definitely went through a dark night of the soul, which is just really going inside and seeing all the things that need to come out and being repaired in your life or repaired, come out, just be um, some light shine on them. Like when we're talking shadow work. So if anybody's like struggling in their life, even having a hard time manifesting, like my life looked pretty good on the outside before, you know, cause I was um, successful and, you know, raising my girls, I have great girls and stuff, but I was pushing. So if you're feeling like you're pushing or you have disease in your body, or you just feel like you have a lot of anxiety or fear, you know, it's shadow work. I started working with a transformational life coach that helped me look at all my shadows and shadows being, you know, just look it up. I'll just uh, briefly, you know, it's our traumas and our, um, like maybe ch childhood traumas. Some people don't even remember what they were. I had a lot of stuff, so it was easier, <laughs> more on the surface. Mm -hmm. um, but like looking at your traumas, even your decisions as an adult that you might feel shame or guilt for, and you just tuck them away and you're like, you know, did I really do that or whatever. So just shining the light on those things. Dark night of the soul is once we first start to uncover this, life gets so dark because our ego wants us to really hold on to those things because it is the structure in which it has guided us through life and it wants to keep guiding us in that way. Mm -hmm. And we think that that's good because it is our security. Um, but really there's a whole, there's a whole magnificent, incredible, uh, light, easy, surrendered world on the other side of that. But you have to, or it's good if you can go straight through it. That was like cancer. It was like cancer came, all these things came. I was going to face them straight on face forward, except walk through. You can't go around these things. You have to go through them. So all those shadows, the traumas, the things just face them hold them in your body. It's like, first you can't think of them. It makes you sick. You get whatever, da, da, da. But then you get used to holding it and going, oh, that's okay. And some light shines on it and it's still in you, but it's not in you as blocked energy or disease. That's kind of in you. And it allows the, the amount that you're able to feel that stuff is the amount that you're able to feel joy. So, and it's the amount that your life expands. You know, because if you're, if you're here and you got this stuffed, then your joy can only go this high and you're pushing and you're just here. But if you go, okay, here's the, here's the, ugly you know here's the not as pretty looking stuff but i'm okay with it and then this just rises mm -hmm. so look at it i remember it being so hard i would literally feel it in my stomach and i'd be like i just want to crawl in bed i had to break the habit of when i felt that look of things whatever i wanted to crawl in bed but i'd be like oh no okay i can still do a podcast this, this was big for me like i really didn't get that i could still be productive why my stomach felt like that and then the next time i had that memory or that thing or whatever and um it didn't feel as bad and I could get through a little more and you get through and you get, you got to go through. So when you do, so mine, I was unleashing, no unleashing, no unloading, you know, getting through shining light on a lot of stuff. So my life was dark. I was like the dark night of the soul where I just didn't even know what end was up. Cause you don't know who you are anymore. Cause you've set your life in the boundaries or the, the, that's the framework for who you are and how you've moved through the life, your life. And you feel like it's your foundation and what holds you up. Really it's false. But when you start to break through the dark night is really not knowing who you are because the, the light that comes in and your new empowered self takes a little bit to uh, integrate, you know, for you to really understand who you are. Mm -hmm. So there's darkness. You don't know who your friends are. <laughs> it's, it's a really like odd, scary time mm -hmm. um, that can take years mine is just really coming together now i'd say it's a solid year i forget when i first started year year and a half maybe two um i've just you know like where am i going but then still showing up every day so 
Mm-hmm. dark night of the soul if you're feeling like confused or any of that you know just keep going straight through know that there's something on the other side and then you know it's the the spiritual awakening where you go oh i don't have to be controlled by that so then you realize you don't need to be controlled by you know i mean i don't want to get political but like government just the stuff that's going on in our political system you don't need whatever side you're on or think about it you don't it doesn't it doesn't have to be who you are even, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to be so controlled by that Mm -hmm. controlled by medical. We can make our own decisions. If you want to do medical, fine, but you know, just, you're not controlled by it. You break through and there's this awakening and you just see brighter and lighter. And that's when your authentic self comes forward and all this beautiful stuff blooms. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And thank you for sharing that too. Cause I remember when you mentioned it, when we were talking and I was like, can you explain this a little more? Because I have heard of this before and like other podcasts that I've listened to and stuff, but I never, you know, I would always forget after I heard it to look into it more, like to research it after I listened to that podcast. So I was happy that you shared it with me before. And I'm happy that you shared that now too, because it's something that somebody might be going through and they have no idea. They're just like, I don't know what is going on in my life right now. Or, you know, you're going through a moment too, where you're like, I'm not connecting with my friends anymore. Like I used to, is this okay? Should I go back to like who I was before and things like that also. So it's just good for people to know this might be what they're going through. Right. That's so true. And there's, you know, just huge shifts with all that's going on. If, you know, you get into the 3D, 5D, or just the whole transformation of our planet and our world. There's so many people shifting right now. And to make that choice to shift to that higher frequency is, it's almost a little bit easier now, because um, there's, it's just more available now, because there's more people are shifting. The more people that start to shift, then the more people that can, you know, like when we talk about these things, like everything you're talking on your, about on your podcast, so great, because the more people that hear it, more people hear my story, you know, your story, story, any, you know, everyone's story, um, then they go, oh, that can be part of me too. And it just mm-hmm. helps us to all evolve to, to a higher, more loving, more creative, awesome, plain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I am so happy to contribute to that. <laughs> you definitely it. are. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. And now before we go into the last segment, which is our fast five, um, where can everybody find you? To primalovestudio.com is my online studio. It's a membership studio. And I also offer health coaching, life coaching, and personal training, mind, body, soul, personal training on there. So everything's there. I'm on social media. My Facebook page still says Mary Roy Fitness. I actually can't get that off there, but the the URL is Prima Love Studio. So either uh, Mary Roy Fitness I still have that. I have that directed to Primal Love Studio too. Mm-hmm. But on Facebook and on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Thank you. And so now we will do the fast five, which is where I will ask you five questions and you can just answer with either a word or a phrase that first comes to mind. Okay. Ready. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is, what is the first thing you think of when you hear the word growth? Gross. Oh, first of all, my heart just like melted. Like I even got tears in my eyes and it just reminds me of the first thing, my last two years. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. That is so awesome. Who or what inspires you? 
Who or what inspires me? I'd love to be inspired. Being inspired is my favorite thing. I think just seeing women uh, living authentically. You. (laughs) You inspire me. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That is so awesome. (laughs) And what is a hobby that you have outside of your business? Oh, wow. I always think I need more because I've always pretty much, even though it wasn't exactly aligned, right? But my business has been more aligned with um, who I am. So it's sort of my hobby. So let's see. I can't think. What's a hobby? Well, what I find it's funny all fitness is fitness stuff. Like, cause if it's hiking, yeah. is that related to my business? Cause no, I, I would say, I would say I'd that's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely a reader. I'm definitely a hiker. Mm-hmm. I bike. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. So because you you're not teaching that, right? It's like you're not, right. you don't include hiking in your business. So right. I think okay, that makes go. sense. I'd like but to I, get more into hiking too. Yeah. That's I, a goal. Yeah. I love hiking. I am all about it. And actually I feel like the past year I haven't been hiking as much as I usually do. And so it's kind of killing me inside a little bit, but I am a hiker as well. <laughs> right. That's great. <laughs> love it. And I always find that question interesting because especially when interviewing entrepreneurs, a lot of people, like for myself, I turned my hobby into my business being photography. Like it started as a hobby first and then all of a sudden now it's my business. So it's funny hearing like a lot of times people are like, hmm, yeah, I need more hobbies now because I'm doing what I love. (laughs) Right. It's true. And so now also as a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hmm. Oh, I wanted to be, so a little kid, a little bit older, like maybe teen years is the first time I really remember um, thinking something that I wanted to be. And I wanted to open a, a fashion boutique in New York City, a small, creative, cool boutique. Awesome. So you always knew that you would be a business owner. <laughs> yeah, Pretty I much. guess I, yeah. Right. And I was working, I was working in retail and then I got the, I got a fitness job because it was marketing. I was going to school for marketing Mm -hmm. and a marketing job came available at spa lady, which was a women's only club. And I went and I applied for it thinking it was marketing, but really it was like health club sales and you had to teach classes. That's when nobody was certified. So I took the job, started teaching classes and then I got into fitness from there. Wow. That is so funny. That is so crazy how that works out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So then, and for a while it was okay. When I was doing both, I was like, is it fitness or is it um, retail? Mm-hmm. And because I was more retail. So it was, it was marketing, but it was sort of like fashion mar- uh, merchandising. But I thought if I did marketing, I could take it further or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was that where I wrote down, you know, why would I go this way or this way? And fitness went up. Wow, that's so awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And so now I love asking this question because of being a photographer. So if you could capture one specific moment that represents your life through a photograph, what would it be? (laughs) Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think it would be running on the beach with big smile on my face, my three daughters' faces, with the wind blowing through our hair. We probably have like more like athletic clothes on. So 
but we're probably going to jump in the water at any second, but we're having fun. So, so yeah, more like fitness clothes running on the beach with my girls. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. That is so cool. I love hearing what people come up with. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's and a good one. <laughs> like, especially how it always relates to their life and their journey. It's so awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. And your story is so inspiring. And I'm so excited to put it out there and have the rest of the world hear it as well. Thank you so much. It was so nice to be here. It's like lovely to meet you and have this conversation. And you inspire me too. So it's, it's, yeah. it's all so cool. We're all, we're all supporting and lifting each other up. Yes, right? definitely. Yes. Thank you Yay. so much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.